0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Well, come with me in your Bibles. I got a, a great word tonight. We've had a lot of um, a lot of requests. You know, hey, Pastor, when are you going to do a, a series on Revelation and on end times? And I've I've I kind of got I got saved in 1986, and end times was everywhere you know, and they were convinced, they were telling us, I mean, I was convinced that Henry Kissinger, um, you know, there was a computer in Sweden, apparently, that had everybody's details, barcodes, barcodes were from the devil, and, and that... Jesus Christ was going to return in 1988 because in 1948 Israel became a nation, and Jesus said the generation that sees these things will not pass away. And so he was. So people were selling their homes and buying rapture food and and uh, you know canned goods, you know baked beans and butane heaters and looking for caves. And uh, and then I just thought, gee, I don't know if I want to hide in a cave with people who have got butane heaters and been eating nothing but baked beans. I mean, that doesn't, that does not sound good. But uh, Jesus didn't, didn't come back in 1988. <laughs> and, uh, so then it was Y2K, Y2K, He was coming back, Y2K. And uh, let, let me just say this, that, that the Bible makes it very, very clear that when Jesus sat down at the right hand of the Father and sent the Holy Ghost, clock was ticking, we're in the last days. We're in the last days. But isn't it amazing? It's like almost 2,000 years later and he still hasn't returned. Still hasn't returned. Uh, I could, just for time, I won't go into all of that. Let me just also say this. you, you'll hear this a lot. You'll hear this a lot. I, 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 I agree in part. People will say, well, you know, God is in control. Well, you know what? God's in control. God's in control. God's in control. And the truth is God is in control. He's just not controlling. He's in control, but he's not controlling. And just a, just a brief look over your shoulder at human history God was still seated on the throne. God was still good, while Hitler implemented the final solution and wanted to wipe out the entire Jewish race. God was still on the throne, and the people that were were kind of abdicating any engagement, saying, well, God's in control, whatever God wants, whatever God wills, whatever God wills, which to me is a a perversion of Calvinism, of what John Calvin taught, this, this whole, God does everything, you and I are incidental. Well then why does the Bible say, if my people? Right. 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 If my people, who were called by my name, yes. will humble themselves and pray, then I will hear from heaven. Yeah. Yeah. And if they'll turn from their wicked ways, I will save, yeah. right. heal, right. Right. deliver, Amen. if my people. Oh, yeah. All the way through the Bible, you will find God makes promises. Yeah. Right. God makes promises. But every promise is preceded by a premise. If, if you believe, all things are possible to Him. If my people, every promise is preceded with a premise. It's a little bit like if if you watch a a title fight or an MMA fight. There's a person in authority. They are in control. They are the the referee. They are in control, but they're not controlling. They're not predetermining the outcome Two people are in the, the cage. Two people are in the ring going at it. God is in control, but He's not controlling. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Come on. Come on. Now, let me tell you, okay, because I've got some blank looks. That, that, that sounded like it was, uh-oh, I didn't come to church to hear bad news. There's good news. There's good news, good news. Uh, I used to like the WWF, and my favourite in the WWF was always the tag team wrestling tag team you know one guy's got his head in the ropes getting pummeled and he's trying to reach and the other guy's trying and then and then just just touch his finger t- and the guy come and just starts pounding you're like yay, yeah, dude! did and it's a good thing when jesus sat down at the right hand of the father he tagged the holy ghost right now the holy ghost is here in the earth The Holy Ghost is the power of God. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. The Holy Spirit is here to empower the church. Now, I know some churches walked away from the Holy Ghost because we don't need the Holy Spirit. We've got theological seminaries. Hello, And so, uh, but I'm telling you, we, we believe in the Holy Ghost. We believe in the power of God. And if we follow the leading of the Spirit, if we follow the, the unction of the Holy Ghost, if we walk in the boldness of the Holy Spirit, if we walk in the courage that He gives, if we walk in the wisdom that He gives, if He walks in the power that He gives, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. But God put His power on a church to rise up, to be unashamed, to be uh unintimidated, to be unafraid, and to be bold. Somebody say amen. Amen. All right, all right, quickly, come come with me in your Bibles. In Luke chapter 11, verse 2, Jesus Jesus said to them, when you pray, say, when you pray, say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven heaven. The title of my message tonight is Heaven's Warriors. Heaven's Warriors. I'm going to read two, uh, one more scripture and then we're going to get to the main text, which is in the book of Revelation. So we're going to jump into Revelation because I want to give you some revelation on Revelation just to, just to help explain where things are at in the world right now. But right there, Jesus, Jesus, when He taught the disciples to pray, said, Our Father who is in heaven, God is in heaven, holy, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He taught the disciples to pray that prayer. He taught, taught us to pray that prayer because that's our mission. That's our assignment. Our assignment is that His kingdom come. How do, know, how do we know if His kingdom has come? It's very, very simple. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Anywhere where God's will is done, His kingdom is there. Anywhere where not thy will, my will be done, the kingdom is absent. In the Garden of Eden, Satan said to to Adam and Eve, Has God really said? (laughs) Oh, wow. You, You trust him. Okay. Yeah. 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 Just let me tell you, I got some intel. Been around him for millions of years. He's holding out on you. God knows the day you eat from that tree, you'll be just like him, knowing good from evil, but he doesn't want that for you. It's how he treats people. You're an Oompa Loompa. Oompa Loompa. He just made you to run the chocolate factory. That's your entire assignment. He doesn't want you to be like him. And the Bible says, then when Eve looked at the tree, there there was good for food, pleasant to the eyes, able to make one wise. She took and ate and gave some to her husband. The eyes of both of them were open and Everything you know, turned to custard after that. So the first Adam literally was saying, not thy will, my will be done, and he took from the tree. Took from the tree. The second Adam is found about 4,000 years later in a garden. The first Adam was in a garden called Eden, paradise. The second Adam was in a garden called Gethsemane, which means oil press. It's where olives are crushed to produce the anointing oil. Jesus was crushed so that you and I could get the anointing oil on us. And Jesus in Gethsemane also has a tree in front of him, but it's a different tree. The tree that Adam and Eve had in front of them in the garden was a paradisical tree. It was a tree with exquisite foliage. The Bible says it was pleasant to the eyes, beautiful, beautiful fruit, able to make one wise. And they took from that tree But the tree in front of Jesus has no leaves on it. It has no leaves. In fact, it has no fruit. The first Adam reached out his hand and took. The second Adam has to reach out his hands and give. Got it? Something was on my upper lip. All right. The first Adam took. The second Adam gave. The first Adam said, not thy will, my will be done. But three times, Jesus in Gethsemane is sweating drops of blood in anguish. And he said, Father, if it be possible for this cup to pass by without me drinking it, please. Nevertheless, nevertheless, not my will. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. The first Adam, the first Adam rebelled and death came. To all men, the second Adam obeyed, even to the point of death, and life came to all men. What the first Adam jacked up, the second Adam repaired. Come somebody, somebody, say Amen. So now, come with me. Matthew eleven twelve. Matthew eleven twelve. Matthew eleven twelve. Um, it says, and from the days this is Jesus speaking, by the way, from the days of John the Baptist until now. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. I don't like this Bible verse. That's that's not with my theology. My theology is God is passive. He's a pacifist. And he calls us all to be like it. From the days of John the Baptist until now, The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. I don't agree with this preaching. I'm not, I'm just reading a Bible verse. I don't like it. Well, you're going to hate the next one. Let's go to Revelation. (laughs) Revelation chapter 12, we're going to read from verse 7. Revelation verse 12. But I want you to know that the kingdom, from the days of John the Baptist until now, heaven suffers violence. I know there's violence in the earth, but Jesus is trying to tell us that there's violence in the heavens. God, our, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The Bible says that Satan is the prince of the power of the air. So Revelation 12 verse 7 says, and war broke out in heaven. War broke out in heaven. The, the problem that I, that I have with uh, the five-point Calvinist theology Is They believe that because God is sovereign, everything that happens is according to God's will. Let me just tell you, there are two sides of God's will. There's God's perfect will and there's God's permissible will. It was not God's perfect will that Adam and Eve should sin. But God permitted it because He gave free will. God's perfect will, God's permissible will. They will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Even heaven doesn't have a 100% track record of God's will being done all the time. Because it says, and war broke out in heaven. I love the quiet. War broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought back, but they did not prevail nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice in, then I heard a loud voice in, heaven saying now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before God day and night has been cast down and they you and I overcame him by the blood of the lamb thank you Jesus by the blood of the lamb by the word of their testimony they did not love their lives even to the death Keeps going, therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, but woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. Where do we live? Oh, sugar. (laughs) We're the inhabitants of the earth. Hang on, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, for the devil has come down to you having great fury, great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time because he knows that he has a short time. So, so where we're living right now, the chaos on this planet, is the battle not between left and right, not between political parties, it is a battle between good and evil, between wickedness and righteousness. And sadly, sadly, the church has stepped back, saying, oh no, no, we, we just wanna be passive, we don't wanna be engaged. When we have power, we've been given power, we've been given authority. Three quick thoughts. Number one, we battle in the heavenly realms. We battle in the heavenly realms. Ephesians 6, verse 12, what does it say? It says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness in this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the in the what places? In the heavenly places. Let, let me explain something. People that get jacked up on on Romans 13. I was talking with Pastor Rob McCoy today. He's like, man, I get beat up all the time by Romans 13, that all authority is from God and therefore we should submit to, to, to whatever governing powers. It says they are ministers of God for righteousness. So let me just tell you, yes, all authority comes from God. There is no authority that does not come from God. However, when Jesus... Heard about a centurion whose servant was lying at death's door. He said to the centurion, I'm going to come to your house, pray for your servant and get him healed. The centurion said, oh, no, no, no. I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. But like you, I too am a man under authority. Because I'm under authority, I can say to this one, go. And he goes to this one, come. And he comes, just speak the word and my servant will be healed. Jesus marveled and says, my... Not in all Israel have I seen such great faith. The man had authority because he was under authority. When there is an authority that tells you that you ought to hand in and dab on, tattletale on the neighbours who are Jewish so we can put them in cattle trains and send them off you gotta recognize at that point, hang on a minute, somehow I think you stepped out from under God's authority. We don't submit to a leader, a dictator, or somebody that claims to have authority that maybe still occupies a seat or a position, but is disconnected, is no longer under God's authority. You have the right to rebel. You have the right to resist. You have the right to object when somebody no longer honours God. You don't have to submit to the devil. You don't have to submit to a dictator. You don't have to submit to a despot because they are out of order. You are out. You are. We call you... We recall you, Governor Mussolini, because you are out of order. You wanna pass abortion bills? You are out of order. We will evict you, we will pull you down, and we will replace you with somebody that honours God. We submit to authority that is submitted under God. Point number two, we operate in two dimensions. You and I are called to operate in two dimensions. The the Bible teaches us that there are angels, there are celestial beings, and they operate in the heavenly realm. The Bible teaches us that before God created man, He created the beasts from the dust of the earth. And so so the, the beasts have flesh and they operate in the earthly realm. And then the Bible says that God created Adam from the dust, just like He did with the beasts. But then God does something different. The Bible says in God... Breathes into Adam the breath of life, and Adam becomes a living being. Adam receives a spirit. He is flesh, so we can operate on the earthly realm. He is flesh, so we can operate on the terrestrial realm. But he's also spirit. He's also spirit. Jesus, says, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. Shaketer is here, and you start speaking in languages. You start operating in a dimension. Gifts of the Spirit begin to flow because you and I are called to operate in two realms. When God gave dominion over the earth to man, fish of the sea, birds of the air, you're going to rule over the fish of the sea, the beasts of the field, and the birds of the air, and every creeping thing. You're to exercise dominion. You're to subdue and bring everything under your authority. God called you and I to operate in the earthly realm and in the heavenly realm. That's why Jesus in Matthew 16 verse 19 says, Behold, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You and I are called to operate in two realms. Can I just tell you the heavenly realm affects the natural realm. The heavenly realm influences the natural realm. In Daniel chapter 10, Daniel Daniel is praying. And and the context of Daniel chapter 10 is Jeremiah prophesied that there would be 70 years of captivity. The end of 70 years that Jerusalem would be rebuilt. The walls would be reestablished, its gates, its cities. And Jerusalem would one day again be Reinhabited after 70 years. So literally to, to, to fulfill Jeremiah's word on the 70th year, King Darius, God moves upon his heart and he commissions that Israel, that Jerusalem, and the temple should be rebuilt. So Nehemiah, Ezra, whole slew of people go down. But then we see, just like what's happened today, the prophecy seems to. Be under attack. The prophecy seems to have taken a hit. It almost looks like it's failing because Sanballat the Horonite, Tobiah the Ammonite, and Gershom the Arab stir up and rile up and create opposition. They start writing letters to the king and they say, King, are you, are you, do, you, do you know the history of these people? They rebel against all authority. They ain't going to submit to you. If you let them, they, they, they have their own laws. They have their own gods. They, have their own, they ain't going to honour you. They won't even bring tribute to you, but bring tribute to you. Are you ready for a rebellion? And so the king's like, oh, I, I didn't sign up for this. So he shuts everything down. As he shuts everything down, Daniel's like, I'm, I'm looking at all the prophecies. Kim Clement said, right. Kim Clement said, the, de- the devil's trying to put a witch in the White House. But I will not allow it, says the Lord. The trump shall be my trumpet for two terms, shall I? And yet everything just seems to, what? Paul writes in Corinthians 13, where there are prophecies, they will fail. Well, that makes him a false prophet. He should stone them. All right. Let me jack you up a little bit. (laughs) Satan. False prophet or true prophet? Hello. Hello. It's not a trick question. <laughs> Satan, false, true, oh. false, okay. He says to Adam and Eve, if you eat off that tree, you'll be just like God, knowing good and evil. The Bible says when they ate the, from the fruit, their eyes were open." And God said, oh my gosh, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. Yeah. Jonah, true prophet or false prophet. True, true prophet. He said, yet 40 days and Nineveh will be overthrown. And the king put on sackcloth and ashes and repented, so God relented. Just messing you up a little bit. We operate in two dimensions. So the, the, the prophecy seems to, seems to be failing. So Daniel goes, Not on my watch, bub. Sometimes in the battle, God is the umpire in the ring, and he's looking who wants it more. The first scripture is Heaven suffers violence. And the violent, the, the, the Greek word translated violent, biaste, aggressive, hungry, tenacious. The saddest thing is the devil is more passionate about destroying lives than the church is about saving lives. The the devil is more passionate about destroying our cities than we are about seeing our cities saved. The kingdom of heaven, let's be more violent, let's be more aggressive, let's be more tenacious than the devil. Let's draw a line in the sand and say, you know what, devil, not on my watch, Bob. You mess with the wrong generation. This is Gen X, this is Gen Y. This is the boomer generation and we ain't putting up with you, devil. Let me tell you, devil, we're gonna gonna open a can of whoop donkey. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. So Daniel says, I'm gonna take it up another level. So Daniel goes into 21 days of prayer and fasting. And the Bible says on the 21st day, on the 21st day, Michael, is released, dispatched from heaven and Gabriel is now able to get through. Gabriel appears unto Daniel says, Daniel, greatly beloved. He says, I want you to know, Daniel, on the very first day that you humbled yourself to pray, your prayers were heard in heaven and I was sent in response to your prayer. However, the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me for 21 days. And this is what he said, he says, and I was left alone to do battle with the prince of Persia. So if if Gabriel was released because of Daniel's prayers, he says, on the very first day that your prayers were heard, I was dispatched because of your words. Not because God, because of your prayers. That's what we're doing, prayer and fasting. September 11, September 12, September 13, September 14. But he says, I was left alone there. In other words, he's like, man, ain't nobody on earth praying. Is it just Daniel? Is he he the the lone survivor? Is he the only guy praying? Gabriel was dispatched because of Daniel's prayers. He's like, why am I fighting this guy alone? Where's the church? Where's everyone praying? No one else is praying. Everyone else is sad. Everyone else is depressed. Oh, Jeremiah is probably wrong. You've got prophets apologising on YouTube for getting it wrong. But Daniel says, you know, I'm gonna take it up another level. I'm just praying. I'm gonna do prayer and fasting. Do you know, Jesus said, to a spirit that was trying to destroy the emerging generation. He said, this kind does not come out except through prayer and fasting. Sometimes you gotta gotta, dislodge. There are demonic forces that only dislodge through fasting. And he says, Daniel, on the very first day I was sent, but the Prince of Persia withstood me. But because you didn't back up, because you didn't quit, because you didn't let up but because you stepped up and added fasting he says michael michael the great prince the protector of the people of israel he was dispatched oh and he's he's a mighty archangel and he was dispatched <laughs> He took care of the prince of the king of Persia so that I was able to get through. Now, Daniel, I must tell you things that are about to take place after this. If you study the history, all of a sudden everything's rebuilt again and they rebuild the the temple, they rebuild Jerusalem, they re-inhabit and God does an incredible move of God. But it's because of a praying church. It's because of a praying saint. It's because of somebody that didn't back up but stepped up. Somebody say, Amen. All right, point number three. Last point, last point, last point. We take down the strong man. We take down the strong man. Have a look at point number 3 in Luke chapter 11 verse 20 to 22, Luke 11, 20, 22 Jesus says, "But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when one stronger than he comes, Upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armour in which he trusted and divides his spoils. You know who we are? We are the ones who take down the strong man. We are the ones who take down the strong. Did you know over every city, over every region, over every territory, there is a strong man? The Bible says, Because of the transgression of the land, many are its princes. Because of the transgression, because of the sins of a land, many are its princes. That's why the, 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 devil, the devil feeds sin, because sin is rebellion against God, and wherever sin is, Jesus says, where the carcass is, there the vultures gather. I'm trying to move quick. Where the carcass is, there the vultures will gather. Where, 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 there's, where, there's, where there's rotting uncleanness, vultures gather. Because of the transgression of a land, many are its princes. Many years ago, we were praying in my hometown and I can't remember whether it was, whether it was you, Lianne, I think it might have been you or Bianca, had a vision of, there was a pub and the pub was the centrepiece of our, our town but, but we knew that all the drug deals happened in that town. We, we knew that the Hells Angels kind of controlled that and all of a sudden as we were praying whether it was Leanne, Pastor Liani or Bianca, had a vision that seated on top. They saw on top of the pub was this giant, like a green frog spirit. And then we read in the Book of Revelation that frog is an unclean spirit. And so we knew that the people were under this spell until we. So we started praying and fasting, and then we began to see all these people getting saved. Because our assignment is to identify the strong man and then take it down. You identify the strong man and you take it down. I I learned this the hard way. When I was in Bible college, we had to do uh, 20 hours of, of practicum, 20 hours a week of practicum. So I volunteered for new Christians class and they gave me five hours a week. So I still had 15 hours I had to fill. And then, you know, did church on Sunday and that was four hours. So I still had 11 hours to fill. So man, with assignments and everything else. So, so I volunteered for, for street ministry, outreach ministry on Thursday night. And so they said, okay, what we're gonna do is we're gonna, we're gonna um, go out onto the street and we're gonna go out from 8pm uh, 8, 8 till 9pm and we're gonna meet at this address at 6pm. I'm like, well, if we're not going out till 8pm, why are we meeting there at 6pm? They said, for prayer. Well, why don't we just say a prayer on the way? And they're like, you don't understand. We need to pray. And we need to pray for like 90 minutes before we go out there because of spiritual warfare. And I, <laughs> yeah, right. So, anyway, so, so the first week, you know, it, and, it, and people are like a little bit intense, spitting, veins. Anyway, we, we go out and we must have led, I, I don't know, maybe 16, 17 people to Christ. We pray for this Mormon kid who got slain in the spirit and then missed his bus because he was, he, this is on the pavement. We would pray for him. He's on the ground. We're like, "Oh, that's awkward." (laughs) And then he kind of got up and he's like, "Sat down and his bus left." And we had to get him a ride home. It was, it was incredible. Said the following week. The following week, you know, I turned up. I think twenty past six, thinking, (laughs) "Piece of cake." But they're all praying intensely. I'm like, "Come on, guys, This this is easy. It's like taking candy from a baby." We get out this week, same, same street, same corner, same mall, same location in Liverpool. And I walk in, it's, everything felt different. Everything felt hard. And there's a guy kind of looks, looks a little bit inebriated, a little bit intoxicated, maybe a little bit high. And I walk over and I'm trying to, trying to witness, trying to say, hey, what's your name? And he goes, Lucifer. <laughs> It was like there was Satanists everywhere. And then I realised, oh, this thing is real. We went down to a place called Aladala and we, we hired a hall. And it was like as we were preaching, a siren went off, as we were preaching, an alarm went off. As we were preaching, there was, it was like you, you, you couldn't go three or four minutes without an interruption. It's just crazy. So Jim Brimacech and Scott handsy a few of us Bible college students were like, man. So we come back the next day and we start marching around the hall. And then we see that they had yoga instructions. And the word yoga means to be yoked. It's, 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 it's a wonderful exercise, but it's more than that. It's actually a religion. And the spirit that you yoke yourself with is kundalini. True story. True story. So we we decide that we're going to do a seven seven circle. You know, we're going to be marching like the walls of Jericho. So we're marching around it seven times, praying in tongues. And on the seventh time around, on the seventh time around, there's all these Aussie gum trees or these eucalyptus trees. On the seventh time around, we heard this and 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 the the branches. And so we look up, we couldn't see anything in the natural. But in the Spirit, there was something there because the branches started moving and something left. We preached that night and there must have been 200 teenagers that came forward. The the, the difference, the difference between the night before and the night. So then you think I would have learned I'm now a second year Bible college student. I think, well, I've graduated from that. And I'm staying in... uh, my eldest sister-in-law's home up in Newcastle. And I'm gonna preach in the high school up there the next day. And it was me and Maddie Martin staying in this room. And I decided because I wanted to to hit this thing hard, this this secular high school, I wanted to hit it hard with the Gospel. And so I did a three-day fast and this was the third day of the third day fast. And as I went to bed, I wake up and I got fear running up and down through my body fear just fear and then I looked and all of a sudden something is choking me and I can't breathe and I open my eyes and I just see I just see there's a being and it's literally sucking life out of my lungs that's the only way I can describe it and it had yellow eyes and it was just and it was choking me and I was trying to rebuke it in the name of Jesus and I'm trying to get the word Jesus out and how many people thank God for the Holy Ghost the Holy Spirit is our helper. And the Holy Spirit says, just pray in tongues. I'm like, Holy Spirit, please, please. This is a demon, big boy stuff. you got to use the name of Jesus. Thanks for your help. So I'm trying to get, and I couldn't get, I couldn't get the name Jesus out. And the Holy Spirit's like, pray in tongues. I'm like, Holy Spirit, thank you, thank you. They respond to the name of Jesus. I'm going to keep trying. And he's like, Oh, myself. I was sent to be your helper. I was sent to give you power. And so finally, when I realized I couldn't get the name of Jesus out, I started going, And as I started praying in tongues, the grip started to loose. And so I kept praying, And as I'm praying in tongues, all of a sudden I felt like it was lifting off. I said, In the name of Jesus. And you just went, Like any man of God, I got up and turned the lights on straight away. We get to the high school the next day. I preach. I promise you, there's stuff coming out of my mouth. I'm like, flip, I've never even heard of this. I need to, I hope this is getting recorded. This is... There were 600 kids in the auditorium. 400 gave their lives to Christ. About seven or eight teachers gave their life to Christ. We take down, I didn't realise what was attacking me was the strong man over that area. The Bible says this, I'm finishing. In fact, stand to your feet because I want to pray for you. Stand to your feet. The Bible says this, you can easily read over it. You can easily gloss over it. It says, and God gave David victory over the Philistines all of David's days. Whenever the Philistines came into the area, they were, they were whooped by Israel under David's leadership. And we can read that and say, Oh, it's because David was a he was he was a boss leader. Ah, oh, because David was a man of war. But the Holy Spirit showed me, No, 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 no. The reason that David exercised authority over the land of Philistia is because when he was 16, with a stone and a sling, he took down the strong man. He took down Goliath. Because he took down Goliath, he took, because the Bible says a champion from Gath, that was this, when he took down the strong man, he had authority over that region. What's the strong man over San Marcos? What's the strong man over Bressie Ranch? What's the strong man over Escondido? What's the strong man over Balboa? What's the strong man over East County? What's the strong man over East Lake South Campus? What's the strong man over San Diego? What's the strong man over California? Your job and my job is to identify the strong man, and then you know what. We, we operate in two dimensions. We operate in an earthly dimension and we operate in a heavenly dimension. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, the demolishing of arguments, casting down the bringing every thought into captivity. I want you to know you are the head, not the tail. You are the head, not the tail, above only, not, not beneath power of God. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Come on, lift your hands high to heaven. Father, I thank you right now, right now, right now, right now in the name of Jesus. I declare, I declare, I declare, I declare the great power of the Holy Spirit rests on these people. If you do not yet speak in tongues, if you've never received the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit to speak in tongues, the ministry team is going to come forward. I want to pray for you right now. You can receive that right now. Just receive right now. Just begin to pray out. God will give you, God will not just give you one tongue, He'll give you many tongues. Paul said there are three kinds of tongues. There are tongues of men, there are tongues of angels and there are unknown tongues. What are the unknown tongues? They're mysteries. They're, they're nobody's business. They require no interpretation. When I'm, when I'm praying in my prayer tongue, I don't have to interpret it for anybody because I'm praying in unknown tongues. I'm just praying to the Holy Ghost. If the Bible says He who speaks in a tongue speaks mysteries. Indeed He does not speak to men but speaks to God. With His Spirit He out mysteries. What's a mystery? A mystery. A mystery is how somebody can come and take over Bressie Ranch for no pay, no salary, but just do it out of the goodness of his heart and then take this campus out of the goodness of his heart. We're like, flip, we better send him something. We're going to give him some money. And then all of a sudden they walk into a miracle where they sell their home at a record above anything. And they're walking into a miracle to get the, the, the because the because there's something about the power of God that does exceedingly, abundantly, above all. It, it might be a mystery to you, but guess what? Mystery is the domain of God. He who speaks in a tongue out of mysteries. Father, I thank You for power. I thank You for power. If there's sickness in anybody's body, I command that sickness to go now in Jesus' name. I rebuke the spirit of infirmity. You go now in Jesus' name. There are a bunch of people, depression, depression. And the depression came because you felt overwhelmed. But I want you to know the devil's a liar. He's a deceiver. You are not under. You are not. you You are over. You have authority. You occupy two dimensions. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I declare these are warriors of Christ. I declare these are heaven's warriors tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, if you receive that, give God a praise. I'm over time, I wanna come back, but Dr. Matt won't have me back if I keep going. So listen, let me just do the one last thing. If your life is not right with Jesus, Fran, the greatest day in my life was January 1986 where I surrendered my heart to Jesus Christ. That's, that was the game changer the game changer it is the game changer if your life is not right with Jesus do it today if you once walked with Jesus but you slipped away come back today if you're just far from God do not leave the same way you came in this is a house of transformation but it's also a house of salvation we want you to connect with God let His power flow through you begin to discover His divine purpose for your life and begin to walk in victory come on if you believe that say amen